Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. Morris down to Davis. Everybody get a touch here. Rondo up top court. Davis too easy. Murray all the way on James. Hangs and can't finish. Excellent defense by LeBron. Rondo controls it. There's James with the layup. Running the floor and is rewarded. The Lakers up three games to one after a 114-108 win over the Nuggets. LeBron James. Garden Murray and key stretches. It was winning time. Okay. This time, the Nuggets are down 3-1, to one and it's going to be a problem. Right, PK? This is going to be different. That was a problem the last two times, but they still got it done. Okay, this time it's going to be a problem, and they're not going to get it done, right? Oh, I wouldn't bet one of your mansions on it. <laughs> the Nuggets doing it a third time? <laughs> wouldn't think so. That would definitely be uh, a product of the bubble, right? We would dismiss that as a one-off. That this wouldn't happen out in, well, for lack of a better term, out in nature. <laughs> in the bubble, a.k.a. the zoo. This wouldn't happen out on a, in a real NBA arena. I mean, I can't say that, though, because there's so much to be gained by. It's so cool, and I was thinking about this, you miss it, when that team, the road team, gets that split. And then they come home. The energy from the crowd, the energy of the players. So, you know, the Lakers, uh, they didn't get that. They they didn't have any home court to protect. But in this series, they went up 2-0. So probably, you know, it wouldn't have that energy. I think that with the road, with the lower seeded teams getting a, it's not a road win, but winning those first two games, it fires you up. Well, here it doesn't really fire you up. I mean, it just there's one, one game doesn't matter over the other. They're all matters of who gets to four first because there's no advantage, disadvantage. There's no psychological game to be played. And even though I don't put a lot of stock in that, the longer we go in the playoffs, it's still fun to talk about. And I've missed not being able to talk about that. I mean, it's definitely an angle, and stuff does get in people's heads. It happens to all of us. We just have to play nine holes of golf to remind us how, how easily our brain can be toyed with. And it, and it happens to pro athletes, too, in this case, in the NBA playoffs. So I get your point, and I think there is some truth to it. It's just we've never seen – it's so rare that a team comes back from 3-1. to one. I mean, I think it had been done, I don't know, 10 or 15 times in NBA history before. I thought this. it was 12. 12. It's okay, 12 times. And so – now suddenly a team's going to do it three in a row. That seems impossible. And if they did, I would definitely say, well, that can only happen in the bubble. That can't happen in the natural NBA world. Uh, maybe so. We'll never know because yeah. this is what they're playing, and hopefully they never have to play it again. But, you know, they've got some phenomenal players. I mean, Jamal Murray, his his balance on his body that he showed in that yeah. game was really fun to watch. I mean, he was just contorting himself. And, and Jokic didn't have a big game, and so that left them – in a little bit of a hole because he's been such such a big-time player, but he didn't score as much. But the Lakers, man, this has been a revelation for me. I, I did not think Rajon Rondo would have this much of an impact, and i got to hand it to him, is that he has. He's had a significant impact. You know, the stars are the stars at top, are the two at top, and they're really very good. 
But Rajon Rondo won, and then Dwight Howard a couple of ball games too. Howard with 12 points and 11 boards. And uh, and I thought he just ran Paul Millsap over at halftime. How was that? How was that a no call? Jeez, he just flattened. Well, because of it, they don't have they don't make calls at halftime. The, the game's sort of over at that point. You know what I mean. Oh, just take what you said. Rondo, one of uh, four supporting players in double figures for the Lakers. Kuzma scored early in that one too. He got there too. So. All right, they'll, uh, Lakers will try to close it out tomorrow night. Tonight, ESPN has the Heat and the Celtics at 6.30. It's Game 5. That series is 3-1. to one. The Celtics on the brink of elimination as well. You got any reason you think the Celtics will come back? Their talent? Yeah. Oh, why? Well, I, I don't know about what come back means win tonight. Yes, I got plenty of reasons why they'll win tonight. They could win a game, but they won't win three. I, I wouldn't put it past them, but that's it's not really the way I approach it. Uh, it's about tonight's ball game, and would, yeah, I think they can win. I don't think Miami's that much better. I mean, they they I don't want to say they barely won, but they got a heroic performance from Hero, and can that young fellow who's 20 years old can he repeat that? Probably not. That doesn't mean that they're going to lose. It doesn't mean that they need 37 from a 20-year-old rookie to be able to win. But I just don't, the point is, I just don't think there's a big difference between these two teams. I picked Miami, so I'm going to stick with them. Billy Donovan telling reporters he's eager to get started with the Bulls. I mean, it's an iconic franchise and certainly to be a part of trying to help build it back up. was certainly very, very appealing and exciting. I know it's going to take a lot of work we got work ahead of us here in Chicago. There's no question about that. I'm excited about that and look forward to it. Got to give it to the power of Jordan. The Bulls were largely horrible before him and largely horrible since him. But they're an iconic franchise because they rode him for a decade. Yeah, I mean, that's what it boils down to. I don't know that they were horrible before him. I mean, the, the Jerry Sloan era, I wouldn't say it was necessarily horrible. Uh, but it wasn't to, to the level. But I wouldn't. They're not an iconic franchise over generations the way Boston and the Lakers are. Right. Or even, would you even go Philadelphia? Philadelphia had a couple mm. of good runs. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I think they only got, well, they got a couple of titles. So. Yeah, they didn't get as many titles. Yeah. Uh, the uh, 20 years before Jordan, they went to two conference finals, and that was in Sloan's heyday in the mid-'70s. He was... He was a yeah, key yeah, part yeah. of those teams. And then they've been back to one conference final in the 20, now 21 years, uh, 22 years since Jordan. Right. I mean, they, they've had a long, long dry spell here. Yeah. Which sort of reinforces what Reinsdorf said about organizations. Because they're gone, and they haven't, uh, the new folks, and it's probably been multiples, I can't remember them all have been uh, just toiling around in obscurity and haven't been able to get it done. And so that was the big thing, you know, that, that Jordan series, man, came along at the perfect time uh, and with nothing going on. And, and as I understand it, uh, no no playoff game has drawn more viewers than that stuff that was going on. I mean, that was just resoundingly watched. But uh, as I said at the time, yeah, organizations do – but players do too. There needs to be a combination. It's not one or the other. It's both. Absolutely. Totally by that. You do need both. And then when you have neither, you have this long stretch of 27 win seasons, 33 win seasons. 
DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Trips to the right, an empty backfield for Fitzpatrick on third and goal for the three. Looking to his left, fires, end zone, touchdown. Preston Williams. Three to the running back. Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throws it downfield, caught by Gesicki. Touchdown, Miami. Miami getting the Thursday night win right there. The Dolphins with uh, Kyle Van Oy getting a strip sack and the fumble. And uh, also crushed some poor guy in a pass rush. He just blew that guy up. So Van Oy's down there just uh, causing all sorts of havoc in Miami. And the Dolphins dominated the Jaguars. 31-13 to the final score. So uh, no problem for Miami there. Fitzpatrick with the three TDs. And they move on. Games this weekend you're fired up about, PK. Well, I'd already Raiders. said earlier in the week, not that one, no. Starting at the top, it's uh, Chiefs and Ravens. Chiefs and Ravens, both of them uh, 2-0, but that's the Monday night game, right? Correct. Yeah, so we got to wait for that thing. The Texans, who uh, have been a playoff team, but are off to an 0-2 start, which you can recover from. 0-3 tends to be a problem. They're facing uh, undefeated Pittsburgh. That's a pretty good game. 2-0 Raiders. And the one-on-one Patriots, Cam Newton. Can he get it done against a quality opponent? Are the Raiders headed for 3-0? Cowboys and Seahawks. Russell Wilson. And I never thought the MVP through two games would be such a big thing. They're 2-0, and they get the one-on-one Cowboys. It's another uh, pretty good game. And if you're looking for Battle of Unbeaten Sunday night, unfortunately it didn't happen because the Saints got beat. But... The one and one Saints and the two and zero Packers. Another chance to <laughs> check. And that was supposed to be the battle of unbeatens. It was all set up. I was really lost there. Then the Saints second. screwed it up. <laughs> screwed it up. <laughs> unbeatens means nothing, especially when it's not true. <laughs> They're not unbeaten. It's, it's <laughs> a great game. I'm looking forward to watching it. Hall of Fame quarterbacks probably meeting for the last time. Now, teams that don't quite have the profile but are off to 2-0 starts, Rams and Bills. Who's getting to 3-0 there will be uh, fired up about somebody. I mean, the Rams were a Super Bowl team not that long ago. I could watch that season. game. Yeah, that game, I'll be, I'll be listening or, excuse me, watching that game for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in that game. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. I got a lot of respect for this program. I was I was at LSU when they came to Baton Rouge and beat us there. And, you know, they beat Nebraska not too long ago. And a few years ago, played Clemson really close when Clemson was ranked high. So they're a program that's got a lot of pride. And I have the understanding from having played against them and watched them play for years, what they're capable of. And I got a lot of respect for the program, a lot of respect for those coaches on offense. And I know they'll come in here and do everything they can expecting to win the game. There's Jeff Grimes, BYU Offense Coordinator, talking about the Troy Trojans, or as PK likes to call them, the Men of Troy. One and zero, having uh, just uh, crushed Middle Tennessee, forty-seven to fourteen. So that's what we that's what we know about them so far. Well, if I'm Jeff Grimes and I witnessed that program, not the same guys, obviously, but the program come in and beat you when you're at LSU, of course you're going to remember that. That's so obvious. 
And right now, BYU only has, uh, what, six of these things scheduled? So every one of them is just huge. The Nebraska game he's talking about, that was uh, two years ago. That was 2018. They went in and won 24-19. Last year, their money game was at Missouri, and they got blown out 42-10. to So... See what we get there Saturday night, 8.15, the kickoff on ESPN, the home opener. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The media sometimes talks about, or social media sometimes talks about, that we that the conference is doing things because of money. This has nothing to do with money. It was never once mentioned as a consideration. The losses that our schools are encountering, and in particular, our athletic departments, are huge. The amount of money that will be paid as a result of going back to play is tiny in comparison with the losses. It had no effect on our decision. (laughs) Thank you, PK. That's exactly what I wanted to do. (laughs) Oregon President Martin Schell. Yeah, you're a shill. He he knew all the numbers, so somebody (laughs) must have talked about it at some point. (laughs) I was on that conference call. Oh, man. That was agonizing. He looked like the typical president. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you you Latter-day Saint folk, I love you dearly. You know this. And, uh, you know, most of you, you know, you're you're keeping, keeping the faith. So you didn't do anything... How do I say this? The wedding night was the wedding night was something special, right? You get my point? Ah, that's where you're going. During the day, did you talk about it? You didn't need to talk about it because you knew it was there and you knew it was a big deal. Same thing here. Do you need to talk about it? No, because everybody knows it's a huge, huge deal. So to say we didn't talk about it, you didn't need to talk about it. Because everybody knows it's there. And it matters. And why are we, I just don't understand it. Why is that so bad? Part of the reason we're coming back is because it's going to help our finances. What is wrong with that? Who begrudges these folks for trying to make money in college football? I don't understand why that's so wrong, and that's why, and that's considered to be practically unspeakably dirty. I think it has to do more with money. I think that in the long run, they know this has turned into a professional enterprise. They don't want the players unionized. They don't want the players to be employees. I think that is looming out there. Also, so well known, it doesn't need to be spoken about. That's what I'm talking about. Right? And so I think that's why they try not to talk about money and talk about health and the academic experience. Any chance they can get pushing the day that they've got to pay the players a lot more money, whether it's through unionization or making them employees or whatever, they don't want to do that. Now, what did you and Honey talk about on your wedding day preceding the wedding night? Uh, We didn't talk. Oh, it's just those unspoken. <laughs> you just knew it in each other's eyes. I like it. <laughs> uh, we weren't within eyesight of each other either. She was with her family and friends, and uh, I'm, I was hanging out with my friend Mark. I'm talking about at the point where there was contact. You were with each other. Well, then we were. In, then then it was a it was a spiritual moment, PK. 
Oh, I bet it was. <laughs> Yak, it's just blowing up in there. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you, Yak? No, I just made spiritual. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> I mean, it it certainly went to higher ground. That's yeah, for sure. Oh, sing it, Steve Winwood. <laughs> you went to places you'd never been before. Uh, so the Pac-12 is back with seven games starting Friday, November sixth, with a title game on December eighteenth. The Mountain West going to be back with eight games starting October 22nd. They're going to have a Thursday game. The 24th is the I Saturday. Typed out the wrong. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe they will end up with a Thursday TV game. That's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, October 24th. And then the Mountain West Conference Championship game is scheduled for December 19th. So, we're going to have Ute and Aggie football. Now, PK, immediately, is this going to blunt to talk about there are people who don't want BYU playing because they're the only ones playing because nobody else is playing. Well, now other people are playing. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I really hope so. That and I know BYU folk have felt that uh, there's been certain bureaucrats who've gotten in the way and have tried to prevent them from playing and with all their rules and regulations. So despite the overwhelming odds that anybody who catches this thing would at their age is going to recover and recover and be fine but you know you're getting all involved in that on that stuff it's up to you people it's somewhat misleading to say seven game season because the title game will be based on six yes the title game will be the seventh game and then to get teams other games and to fulfill tv contracts and make more money there'll be crossover games i i assume there'll be you know, you'll be playing the second place team, we'll be playing the second two place team, two, and that three kind of stuff. Three, yeah. But there'll probably be ties, and if some of that is tweaked a little bit to create better matchups, it wouldn't be sure. Well, I, at that point, who really cares? I don't think anyone really. The hardcore will care, but the casual fan will have lost it because as you get deeper into the season, obviously the eyeballs go to the better teams that are playing for higher stakes. So. That game. No game is meaningless, but stakes-wise in the conference is meaningless. Yeah. There won't be bowl eligibility. I wondered if that was going to be a factor, but everybody's bowl eligible, so you don't have to worry about, oh, no, these teams are 3-3. Three and three. Someone's going to be 4-3 and three, be bowl eligible. Nope. Everybody's bowl eligible, so. Right. Go. So the games this weekend, we're going to have more games, a more robust. Man, if I heard the word robust during that press conference one more time, so help me. I'm Speaking of a word you heard a lot on your wedding day. Oh, wow. That was unnecessary. Uh, you've got uh, ranked teams playing Kentucky and Auburn. Number eight, Auburn versus number 23, Kentucky. That's on the SEC network. Number 21, Pitt. Number 24, Louisville. That's on the ACC network. Number 14, Cincinnati, and number 22, Army. That's on uh, ESPN at 130. So, they're your ranked games. 5 o'clock, the uh, ESPN game is Alabama and Missouri. And then Florida State, Miami. And Miami's ranked 12th. Florida State not ranked. That's on ABC. So some of the bigger games, some of the more notable games there if you're looking for games to watch. Purdue star wide receiver Rondale Moore has opted back into playing for the Boilermakers this fall after initially opting out and beginning his preparations for the NFL draft. Seems like he probably thought, oh, it's a spring season, I'm not doing that. But now that they're playing in October, all right, he's back. I think they should let him come back, sure, yeah. Tennessee has given Jeremy Pruitt uh, and added two years to his contract and a $400,000 annual raise. 
I think when we watched him lose to BYU, we thought, well, there's a guy on shaky ground. There's a guy uh, headed on his way out. But uh, they rallied and finished 8-5 and five after that 0-2 start. Two pretty painful losses there early on, but he turned it around and got a contract extension. So Yeah, good for him. Yeah, that's a win. Wouldn't have, didn't really see that coming when they were struggling. Oh, man, I, this is shocking. It's shocking to this day to even think about it. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. One-two pitch. Swing and a miss to finish the ball game. And for the first time in four years, the Toronto Blue Jays are going back to the postseason. High fives, handshakes, hugs by the coaching staff as they start to celebrate. They have clinched a berth into the postseason with a 4-1 win over the New York Yankees in downtown Buffalo. What a weird year. Three games over 500, and Toronto clinches a playoff berth in downtown Buffalo. They are the seventh team into the American League playoffs, and now it's down to, what, probably the Astros. They haven't clinched yet, but uh, it looks like they're on track for the eighth and final uh, playoff spot. This is our daily update of who's going to be in the playoffs. And probably with a winning record. Probably not going to have a team with a losing record coming out of the AL. 29-28. and 28. See how they finish it up. And it's still chaos in the National League. Six teams for sp- four spots. Cardinals with the best record. They're two games over 500. The Dodgers, 40 wins, PK. A nice round number. It is. They're playing at a clip that would have been an awesome season if they were able to sustain it, and who knows how that would have worked out, but they're on like a 112-win, 113-win pace right now. Uh, Crushing plenty, it. Plenty to see what excites your brain. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL on the road Sunday at Minnesota. That'll be 6 o'clock first kick. They've already uh, tied Minnesota down in the bubble in Florida and then lost to them. That was a pretty makeshift lineup uh, because they're in the middle of five games in 15 days when, when they went up there. This will be a third game in nine days, so there may be a few changes, but probably largely first choice. And Minnesota traded for Kai Kamara, so they got one of the best goal scorers in league history now to spice up the attack a little bit. Six o'clock Sunday night. They got Kai Nakua? Kai Kamara. Not Nakua. All right. Man, I didn't realize he was a two-sport star. He's not. He's a different guy. Oh. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com, podcast of champions. To talk about the restart in the Pac-12, he's going to join us at 830 Josh Newman, Utes writer for the Salt Lake Tribune at 9 o'clock as we talk about the Pac-12 getting back to work. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal!
with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. You see him on the Pac-12 network, Yogi Roth with us. How many contenders do you expect this year? I would have picked USC to win the South and Oregon to win the whole thing in a non-pandemic year and Penesal was still there and Thomas Graham Jr. and Jay Tefele and Elijah Vera Tucker. But those players, late as of now, have opted out and others on those respective teams. So I, I pair that with some of the players that have opted out and are transferred. You have to look at it like that. And then I look at teams like Utah, Oregon State, you know, some of these teams that have been able to work out during this, to me, it gives them a dramatic advantage coming into the season. I think it could be a wild year in this conference. Man, it's going to be fun. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. Zero Res carpet cleaning is proven in lab tests to remove more dirt and soils than other methods. Their powered water cleaning means no soap, no shampoos, no toxic chemicals. Schedule your Zero Res cleaning today by calling them at 801-288-9376. That's 801-288-9376. All right, question of the morning. The Pac-12 is going to play seven football games. The top two. After six games, are going to play for the title, and the other ten are going to play through the day on December 19th. Is that good enough for you? You happy? Devin says the phrase, as a Pac-12, I'm extremely embarrassed. As a Pac-12 fan, I'm extremely embarrassed. Has lost all meaning. I applaud the Mountain West. Devin wants him back in October. None of this uh, six-week stuff. Play ball. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought this is the way it was going to be. Well, actually, I was told that about, uh, well, late morning, and I tweeted it out. This is what it's going to be. Scotty G called me. You're not tweeting that unless you talk to somebody. Uh, let's see, I've worked for you with many years, and you know me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> making stuff up. Pulled it out of a place you wouldn't want to talk about on the radio. So, yeah, I've been... There's all sorts of stuff pulling in different directions here going on. You know, we heard it was originally, a, so I saw somewhere as a 7-5 to five vote with the Utes threatening to go to the Big 12, which I think they should. They should threaten to go to that. They've got enough stature now. They're not the Johnny-come-latelys anymore. They're as much a member of this conference as just about anybody else, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and they are, literally and figuratively. So, uh, And if you've got some leverage, well, I've always said, uh, and actually, you you basically taught me it. If you have leverage, uh, use it, or else, what's the point of having it? I think so, I basically just said that to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so why wouldn't you? It was uh, contract was negotiations it? a long time working for somebody else. They yeah, said they're not yeah, going to yeah, pay yeah. you unless you have another offer. If you have leverage, you get paid. If you don't have leverage, then yeah. that's going to be the offer. That's so, just how it works. I think they had to reach some sort of, sort of compromise, and this is what they came up with. Is it ideal? Absolutely not. But it's like my attitude with BYU's schedule. Is BYU's schedule ideal? Is this as good as it was supposed to be? No, no. But at the very minimum, it's better than nothing. And I think this is above better than nothing. This is not the very minimum. What was the minimum? Not playing at all or playing in the spring, I guess? Yes, playing in the spring. And see, and I view a partial schedule now coming up uh, in Preferable six to that. weeks yeah. better than a full schedule in the spring. Because I just, I just don't think there was any momentum for that. And, and a lot of players would have opted out. And just, it's just not the right way to go. 
Uh, it's not natural. This isn't natural either, but we understand it. And BYU's schedule isn't natural, these teams that they're playing. But we understand it. So I don't know if they're going to get in the playoff. I don't think that uh, they should determine everything about some playoff, which is somewhat biased against you from the start. You have to knock down the door. They're not going to come after you. You have to demand your inclusion. And whether one of these teams can do it, it's possible, not probable. Uh, because we see this conference all the time finds a way to devour itself by one team that's on the verge of getting into national t- playoff talk big time, losing. And we, I'm looking at Oregon last year in the next to last week of season of the season just, uh, against a team that had lost literally lost five games in a row. That's crazy, man. And they go down to Tempe and get beat. That's who this conference is. So it's so hard to run through it unscathed. So even though seven games is not the same thing as nine, I still think it's going to be hard and to to do it. But uh, they have a shot. So we can't we can't just keep cracking on them for every single thing. And and Larry Scott now he is the just the whipping boy for everybody. It's just so easy to just turn and, and just shred him at every turn. And a lot of it is self-induced, so I, I get it. But I think under these circumstances, with all the other stuff involved in this, they probably did the best they could. Well, my guess is that Devin just wanted them to start a week or two earlier. That the six weeks to get ready, he's thinking, well, you couldn't have played an eighth game and had five weeks to get ready? But there's other, but see, there were. yes, he's right. I agree with him on this. Uh, and most of the time, I think he's an idiot. But this time, I agree <laughs> with him. He's an Oregon fan. <laughs> I know. Never met the guy, but I just re- I I, I've met him because he used to work at Channel Two <laughs> a long time ago. But I'm sure he's a fine guy. It's all in jest. Uh, there was factors pulling against it. Now, I was told yesterday we are so sick and tired of lifting weights and running. Oh, we want to play. I bet. I yeah. mean, who among us wouldn't? You didn't. You didn't have to play sports at a very high level to know that. So, Yuck. they're ready to go. Yak, you were grinding down there at Mountain View. Did you want games? Or did you want another session in the oh, weight I room? I just love bench press yeah. all day, every day. Yeah. Come on. And they, Utah needs three weeks. They, and, because they've basically been doing, right. to an extent, within reason, of what they would be doing anyway over the summer with the conditioning and whatnot. Not entirely, but I'm saying basically. And so... Give them the three weeks, which would be the normal August training camp, and then you play a ball game. All right, so give them the three weeks of a training camp, and then you play a ball game. But others are not in that situation. Right. So there had to be some give and take there. And I never thought they were going to play in three weeks. I never thought, even though the Utes could, it was clear the rest of the conference couldn't. They haven't been allowed to work at the same, well, you know... Some of the rest of the conference. Some of the rest of the conference. Not right. entirely, I mean. The California and Oregon schools are the ones we've been reading about. The, those six. So I never thought it was going to be three weeks, but I thought maybe in five. Yeah. But, but no. you got these academic types, and you got politically, uh, yeah. and they want to be on the side of caution. And, yep. And, and they... See, that they've made their mark basically by two things. Downplaying football or keeping football in perspective. In the Big Ten and the SEC, they've made their mark by blowing up football a thousand trillion times better than it should be, bigger than it should be. And that's why they're winning. Right? But over here, you know, we got the comprehensive athletic mm-hmm. program, yeah. and and we sip tea, and 
and smoke pipes and and look at philosophy. You know, they want to be that. And they got to be that because they can't say, well, we're going to win at all costs. Well, then then you've been really disappointing because you don't win. And if you say you're going to win at all costs, at least the SEC, they deliver what they tell you they're going to deliver. We're going to do whatever it takes. And if we've got to break a bunch of silly NCAA rules, so be it. We're going to win. We're going to go 15-0. and zero, And we're going to get guys who get the disease and or illness and virus and get it over with so they can get back. And, and, and we don't, they, it's like they don't even make any bones about it. Well, the Pac-12, they can't do that. They chose not to do that. And they're, they're the thinking man's conference, I guess. And so they're not going to put it at all costs. So this is what they came up with. Does it seem like a week or two late? And I can agree with those people who agree with that. Because especially since they announced this testing, I think it was like September 3rd. We're now at the end of the month. It's like yeah. three weeks. What, what were you doing these three weeks? Why did you take so long? I understand all that. I understand the complaints. Brian says, I'm happy they're playing. It's too bad they didn't get their act together sooner, but it'll be nice to have some major college football played in the state this fall. Oh, right. Brian took a shot. Oh, Brian. at BYU? Yeah. It will be oh. nice to have some major college football played in the state this fall. Well, we're going to have some good college football played in the fall here, and we're going to have it at uh, BYU. We're going to have it at Utah. We're going to have it at Utah State because all three of those programs put guys into the NFL, some more than others. Yes, I understand that. But nevertheless, when they have pro day, scouts are here. So, come on. You want to take a shot for fun? Fine. But when you step back and look at it realistically, this is, this is big-time football. Jack, is six games really enough for a chance to be able to compete with some of the other P5 in making the playoffs? PK and DJ, give us your thoughts. What about Utah saying they could move to a different conference if they could not play football? Well, we just talked about it. Yes. Uh, the only way they get in, undefeated Oregon might get in if the other conferences beat themselves up. Oh, I think undefeated anybody might get in. Why'd you, why just go Oregon? Because I think an undefeated Pac-12 team could still be left out to a one-loss team in another conference. Sure it can. But Oregon's got more of a rep and more of a, you know, the, the recruiting people have been writing them up. They're the defending conference champions. Nah. They're the highest ranked thing. They're more right. like so if you beat Oregon, whole, that's just going to rise you up. If Oregon's all that and you beat them. It should. That's a very logical take. I agree. But it's college football. And it'll be, uh, they're not really that good. One loss Ohio State, one loss Oklahoma over the undefeated Utes or the undefeated Trojans. That would be interesting. Maybe the undefeated Trojans would get the get Undefeated the anybody. Uh, Oregon State, Washington State, Arizona, Colorado. If, if Oregon is all that and you beat them, that just elevates you. If they, they know they've got to go 7-0. and And if they go 7-0, and they've got a shot. That's the reality of it, and that doesn't mean they're going to get in, but they've got to, you. You want a shot? I wouldn't be worried about that because going seven and zero is the big worry. Not worrying about well, we're going to go seven and zero, and only Oregon is going to buy themselves in. Nah, I don't. I don't buy that. It's just worry about if they got to seven and zero. See where you're at then. What about Utah saying they're going to move to a different conference if they cannot play football? There was one recruit, it was the Bruin page on 24-7 Sports that had that. That seemed, uh, if, if, the, if the meeting got that heated, because that's not usually how they talk, it's usually veiled and understood. And not, but if they were actually in there 
saying stuff like that, then this conference is in worse trouble than I thought. Well, that's been out there for Arizona's, the two Arizona's for years, though. The two Arizona's and the two L.A. schools, that scenario has been floated for years. Uh, the two L.A.'s more recently. Mm-hmm. And, I think it, and I don't think that it's more the, the L.A. stuff because I think the talk with SC has been go Notre Dame, be independent. So I, don't, there's, I just don't see SC joining the Big 12. They, I believe they would go independent. They would become Notre Dame of the West before they would do that. And that's my conversations. But this, this talk has been out there for several years. And the two Arizonas, that's, that's been out there for a long time. The Utah thing, they've got to the stature where it's brand new. And because of their geography – it could potentially be considered because, you know, it's not that outrageous. It's not that far uh, of, a, of a trip, although certainly uh, Utah to West Virginia is. Uh, but nevertheless, I, I, for now, that's talk. I don't think that's anything that, that Utah wants to do. But why not float that out there uh, if you can improve your stature? That's the way of the world. That's the way things work. Back to leverage. Nelly heard the news on the Pac-12 and says, right now, anything works for me. Go Utes. Nelly just wants some football. I don't blame Nelly. Is that a man or a woman? Um, well, I think it's... Well, I guess I should a, limit that. My bad. I think it's it's a husband and wife here, and they've cropped out some other family members in a photo. And I, Oh, Mary Brad, so it's the woman. There you go. Well... I agree with that that woman. I mean, it's been a void. And it would have been a continued to be a void. Now, it's going to be funky in October. Because right now, we would be, well, for a lot of them, this would be the first week of the conference season. Dave says, too little, too late. The damage is done and will impact the conference for years to come. Bye-bye, Larry. Okay, that's two different things. Bye-bye, Larry. But I... I don't see where it's going to impact the conference for years to come. What will fix the conference is someone uh, going nuts and going 12-0. And then the storyline changes. They're back. Look at these guys. They went undefeated through the Pac-12. Do you know how rarely that happens? Holy cow, that's unbelievable. That's where the story will go. Well, it is very rare that it happens, that's for sure. Uh, But I think the problems that beset the conference uh, beyond Larry Scott will be there no matter who the commissioner is. Now, there's a bunch of problems that shouldn't be there. Yeah, you've got two columns, two columns of problems, right? The ones yeah. you can't do anything about, uh, time zone, only right. uh, 30% of the country lives in the footprint of this league as opposed yeah. to 60% live in the footprint of another league. Exactly. You yes. can't control that. Uh, no. There's always going to be a push to put Pac-12 Unless games. Unless you Mormons have more kids. You guys up for that? That's a lot more kids, and it's, uh, it's not the thing. Yeah, that's don't under, I never underestimate the power of you people. <laughs> but then there's the uh, then there's the self induced problems. You know, money right. that needs to be going to schools, it's going to the conference office because they're running it in the most expensive real estate they could find. Well, exposure on their network. Yep. The the, the baffling officiating, and that's the executive Hanks, and so maybe yeah. Merton Hanks can clean that up. Come on, Merton. Yeah, I want to see if if a Pac-12 team gets in the playoff, I want to see Merton Hanks do the chicken. That would be good. Anything that brings that back. (laughs) 
Anything that brings that back, I'm in favor of. That was always hilarious. It was. <laughs> it was. In a league that can take itself really, really serious, that was hilarious. <laughs> they always thought his head was just going to fly off. <laughs> no. And seriously, watching it at work, there was never anybody in the newsroom who thought, oh, what's he doing that for? They're like, oh, there goes Merton again. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Ryan Abraham, USCfootball.com, the podcast of champions, a well-titled podcast. Good work by Ryan. He's going to join us coming up at 8.30. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. I think if you would listened to Hans long enough, you had hinted that there was a star player that had dealt with COVID over the summer, and Zach Wilson admitted that uh, he indeed contracted it a few months ago. Yeah, you know, it's hard. I think I got it from, we had a bunch of the football guys over, and we were just having a little gambling night, you know, having some fun, and, you know, somehow a bunch of us got it. And already people are wondering about what's going on at gambling night. Hey, look, it's Skittles. A little bit of poker. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Calm down. Everybody's doing it. Get the orange Skittles. Get the green. Yeah. The purple Skittles. Assign dollar amounts to each. No money's exchanging hands. No. Just COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Reaction flowing in. The Mountain West is back. The Pac-12 is back. Not at the same time, but we're going to have college football. Matt wants to know, why did they wait? What was the purpose? Short answer, health and safety. Long answer, answer, politics. Long answer, rep and politics. (laughs) What you said earlier I thought was spot on. It's like this is the ground they've staked out, right? Especially uh, Stanford, Cal, and UCLA. We're we're practically Ivy League people. What we're doing here, we're doing at a very high level. You you may or may not understand. It's it's incredible. (laughs) I mean, that's... (laughs) I went to UC Santa Barbara. I'm not guessing about UCLA, okay? I'm I'm not... Uh, I mean, you're a cute little UC school over there, but you you wouldn't really understand. (laughs) And once you stake out that ground, then it becomes self-perpetuating. Oh, part of the uh, American Association of Universities. It's very elite academically. Yeah, good for them. I know. But it's like you stake out that ground, and then you make decisions based on that rep, and then over time, that just becomes a habit. And it's almost like as soon as the SEC says, uh, well, we're going we're gonna to be careful. We're going to give ourselves a few more weeks, a little longer runway here. We're going to start September 26th. Well, then it's like it's uh, bet the over the under. Do you think the Pac-12 goes earlier or do they go later? Oh, they're going later. They're not going to do the same thing the SEC is going to do. That's not going to happen. And then the Big Ten's in the middle ground because they do treat football like it's an enormous deal. And they do have a bunch of academic schools, and they end up in the middle ground. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I actually thought I was uh, people I was speaking to yesterday. We were talking, and it was uh, uh, asking me about. It. I said, "Well, I had said on the radio I'd be shocked a couple weeks ago if they did not return in November." And this person says, "Yeah, but they were talking about Thanksgiving." I said, "Yeah, I know. I 
that's what I thought originally it was going to be, and they were just going to blow off the concerns of the playoff. I originally thought it was going to be later, if not literally the last Saturday weekend in November, which is post-Thanksgiving usually. And uh, then momentum got to be before, and it rolled up by four, before, I mean earlier in November. And so going into yesterday, and particularly after the conversations, by lunchtime, uh, word started to get out, at least for me anyway, which is what I put on Twitter, that uh, it's going to be that first weekend in November. And I thought, okay. I mean, they, they got so many things pulling at them. This is probably the best they can do. I can live with it. Play ball. Riley says, uh, you know, Pac-12 is going to play seven football games, top two after six play for the title, and then the other ten play each other the day after on December 19th. Is that good enough? And Riley tweets back, no, we all hate football and would prefer them not to play at all, David. <laughs> i got to quit retweeting whatever you post on Facebook. It goes against like, brand. Like it little, irritates you people. You don't like a little abuse? <laughs> no, What's that? I really don't. Not, despite my fun. current, despite my current laughter right now, <laughs> it's fun. Come on, get people riled up, and especially you're getting them riled up over nonsense. Really, when you think about it, this is not the situation in the world that's been going on, which is all very serious, and people have such strong emotions about that, right? I mean, you don't see me posting. Should the officers have been arrested or no? What do you think? I'm not posting that. You know what I mean? That that stuff is causing mayhem and yeah. massive reaction. This stuff is for fun. So have fun with it. This is football for us, for fans, for the folks involved. Seriously. Yeah, it's their jobs. It's their careers. Of course. It's, yes. Uh, and, for and, for and some for of them, it's literally about having to pull kids out of school and move again. For some of them. Yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, ultra important, and for others, it's uh, potentially getting yourselves ready for a, a, a pro career, which is going to be a financial windfall. And so that's the, all that stuff is very serious. But we're fans here, man. Let's have fun with it. That's the point. Have fun with it. They're gonna, I, when that ball goes up November seventh, we'll all be into it. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to come down. I, I I'm gonna be so excited. I'm gonna be more excited. Because it stands to reason things that got taken away from you, when it comes back, you're going to appreciate it more. I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't want to get into great detail, but I can tell you, in my household, next spring, golf is going to be of the utmost importance. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, baby! <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 Design. We got more people weighing in. We're going to give the people their voice next. And then Ryan Abraham, USCfootball.com. See, we're looking at the playoff one way. They're probably looking at it another. We'll talk with Ryan about that coming up. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.